Hey y'all, it's me, Ed, Leaks Martial Arts Analyst for FrontProofMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. Read my stuff over at SureDog.com, MyMMA News, and MMANews.com. It is late Tuesday night. I'm fighting off a cold. Well, not late. It's like 10 o'clock. I just got done recording Coast to Coast Combat Hour. We had, uh, obviously, I was with Matt Hawkins, and we had our guest this week was Nolan King of uh, Flow Combat and Tapology. <clears throat> we did a recap of the weekend's events. Uh, if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I know I said I'd do it on this podcast right after the events, but uh, I seem to be fighting off some type of chest cold or something, so I haven't been... Uh, my my best speaking voice hasn't been, uh, you know, <clears throat> great to record. So I'm sorry if I'm coughing and stuff and clearing my throat a lot when I'm recording this, but... Um, check that episode out because obviously we talked about the fights of note and i'm not going to repeat it all here um but the thing is uh we kind of got off track a little bit talking about like the way that the the way the ufc has changed and what we're we were expecting in 2019 as far as like pacing of events when they when they air when they switch over to espn um and then um, the other thing that we didn't really get into was like, so if you guys hadn't noticed, um, you had the Canelo Rocky event and the Bellator 212-213, and all three of those things uh, were on on the zone at some capa- as, on some capacity at some level. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, the thing about that is is it looks like if you. If you check over on Front Proof Media, I want to say it was mid-June, the end of June, I was at Viacom headquarters when they made the announcement of Bellator uh, partnering with DAZN as a streaming partner to stream their content, exclusive events like the Welterweight Tournament, things like that. Um, so, like, if you watch 212 was Friday night on Paramount, it was simulcast on DAZN, 213 the welterweight tournament, the, the fights with Neiman Gracie and, and the, where Lee Malay defended her title against Valerie Letourneau, that was on ex- exclusively the zone. Same night as um, when Rocky was also on the zone. So if you're a fight fan, like you didn't turn you you were, you you were watching the zone, you know whether you're MMA or you know like just plenty of uh, fight content on there. And I know they have football and soccer and other things like that too, um, but you know, matchroom boxing is signing with them. So um, there was a rumor going around today uh, from someone in the finance world uh, that looks going to look into it to find out for sure if this is actually something that's happening. But you know, there's a, a rumor that started floating around. I want to say earlier on the weekend, and then kind of <clears throat> you saw that more this week, which was that the. Uh, the zone was interested in purchasing Bellator. Now, it's not hasn't been confirmed by anyone really yet. Excuse me. The um, I think ESPN may have reported on it, but I didn't. I haven't seen it. So, and uh, I usually see stuff like that, especially as when it concerns Bellator, because uh, you know that's that is if if I'm 
being honest, that is one of my favorite promotions. I actually prefer Bellator over the UFC just because it seems like a, uh, a better promotion to fight for. And, you know, they're doing things unique with the sport rather than just sticking to the same old 13 fight cards, title fight or interim title fight, uh, you know, based on what's going to sell uh, pay-per-views and, and tickets, you know. So anyway, um, so if if the Perform Group, it's the company that owns the zone, if they buy... If they do buy Bellator, then they will they will have uh, streaming rights. Obviously, they'll be airing Combate Americas, Bellator, uh, KSW, I think, is on there. And the Road FC is on there, as well as Matchroom Boxing and Golden Boy Boxing. It's going to be like a legit competitor to Fight Pass. Um, and I think, I mean, my prediction, I might have said this the last time I recorded, I think they're going to pick up Ryzen fighting federation as well that's why we haven't heard about where the u.s customers can watch the new year's eve event the end of the the end of the year you know and it's literally it's not that far away um another thing that uh matt pointed out that i didn't even pick up on when we were recording the podcast was that ufc 232 it hasn't been really marketed all that well and it's 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 in a couple of weeks it's december 29th it's the return of John Jones, uh, and he's fighting Alexander Gustafsson, and we haven't heard that much about it. So I don't know what's going on over there. I know this time of year, you know, when they when they uh, companies come to the end of the year, things change. <clears throat> you know, like uh, sometimes people quit or, or layoffs have. Like Jimmy Smith, we're still waiting to hear whether or not he's renewing his contract with the UFC. I mean, we might see him somewhere else. Um, as far as being an announcer, color commentator goes for, you know, if the, with the move to ESPN. So I think I just feel like MMA is going to be really different in 2019. And um, <clears throat> everyone's kind of not paying attention just because they're, they haven't had any events lately. But, uh, you know, they picked up a lot of money in their first run this year with the 2018 season. And that's the Professional Fighters League, um, which I'm covering their New Year's Eve event here in the Garden at the end of the year. So... That's just something that um, that came up during this the doing the podcast with them that I wanted to mention here because I really didn't get into it. But uh, and then the other thing is um, when uh, really well known athletes, uh, <clears throat> Neiman Gracie won at Bellator two thirteen. He was the underdog against Ed Ruth, and and I, I do have some one thing I want to elaborate on about that because uh, I didn't want to take any time away from from our guests and and Matt when we were recording the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. So I'm just going to put that out here. Um, but think about uh, my prediction. I think I think the zone's going to pick up Ryzen. And uh, I don't know if, if they have the bank to buy Bellator. I have no idea what it sold for when Viacom bought them. But, um, you know, I, w- I would hope. I know leadership has changed at Viacom. So that could be a reason why Viacom, uh, Bellator would want to be bought or Viacom would be looking to sell. But... Uh, I hope maybe by Friday we'll hear more. So the thing that stood out to me the most from the weekend, um, other than Michael Chandler getting his title back and uh, Elimale defending her title. Um, so in the welterweight tournament, Neiman Gracie faced Ed Ruth. That that in the all the brackets that was my most 
highly anticipated and most interesting match to me because you had a really high-level wrestler in Ed Ruth against a high-level jiu-jitsu guy in Neiman Gracie. Um, and Neiman Gracie's not like a trash talker or anything like that, so he's not somebody that's going to get attention you know, to him as a brand, to market himself as a brand, as a fighter, because that's just not, that's just not his way. Um, so, but the thing that stood out to me was that during their fight, you know, I'm not going to take down Ed Ruth. Neither is anyone listening to this podcast. Um, you know, especially if, you know, takedowns are a thing. So I think what was surprising was that, uh, Neiman Gracie took him down. You know, and even the jiu-jitsu guy took down the really high-level wrestler. And that's not to say that wrestlers, uh, or rather jiu-jitsu players, don't drill takedowns. But um, I think it has more to do with what you're expecting in a fight. Um, and it makes me think about Aaron Pico and his debut. If you remember, he got taken down... Uh, um, not sorry, he... His first fight at Bellator 180 when he faced uh, Zach Freeman, you know, the, the takedown was expected. So Zach Freeman was, you know, ready with a guillotine to catch him in that. Well, no one, what no one expects from Aaron Pico, I mean, well, now they expect it. But what they weren't expecting after when he came back after that was to him to have devastating body shots and great boxing. Because everyone knew his wrestling accolades. No, we're only just now finding out about his uh, boxing background. So that's where uh, I think there's something to be said for where a martial artist becomes popular and known for something, how it affects the strategy in facing him in a fight. So, you know, Ed Ruth, Ed Ruth probably thought they were going to, you know, go go for blows and he wasn't expecting um, Gracie to shoot in on him. Most wrestlers when they know they're, they're well-known wrestlers, they're probably expecting their opponent to not engage them in their strength for any martial art, you know, striking and all that, like obviously a strong striker. That's one thing Brent Primus said about Michael Chandler. That he, he said he didn't want any part of his stand-up. So Chandler imposed his wrestling on him, which would be the smart move because when Chandler tried to trade with him in New York, you know, Primus kicked him so hard in his calf slash shin that uh, that he hurt uh, Chandler's nerve in his foot to put his foot to sleep in that fight, so that's just something that stood out to me that that uh, that it's almost like a new strategy. Just do do the opposite of of what is expected of me. Like if I'm a very good karate guy, then I'm gonna just shoot in on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it also made me think of something. I think it was Matt Linlin, or if you watch. Uh, I forget the name of the documentary on Evan Tanner, but when you talk to people that have trained with him, they talk about the first time they trained with him. Evan Tanner was self-taught. So uh, I think Matt Linlin said that when he first sparred with Evan Tanner, he actually got hit a lot because Evan Tanner was coming at him with things that were so unorthodox and out of left field that he had never seen them before. So he didn't know, you know how to expect them or he just wasn't expecting them, so he got caught. So that's where I'm going with that, and that's what I call it with uh, Bellator. Um, that's what came to mind after uh, Neiman Gracie's win. Not so much that he submitted uh, Ed Ruth, but the fact that he was able to take him down, and Ed Ruth, uh, it looked like Ed Ruth wasn't expecting it, you know? So 
And then the same, the same goes for Aaron Pico with the f- the first few uh, body shot KOs that he got as he as he's been making his way in Bellator. So that's just one thing that that stuck in my mind after the event. I don't know if you guys want to chime in to uh, if you're listening to this on Anchor, chime in. Uh, let me know if there's anything that stood out to you or what you're expecting in 2019. One of the things I asked on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour was, uh, you know, what's your quick Christmas wish for 2019? In the sport of MMA, so if you want to chime in, I'll uh, I'll put it on the next episode uh, after this upcoming weekend's uh, fights. Um, I'm going to be watching Titan FC 51. Uh, so sorry, that's my the tweets going out for the podcast that just broadcasted. But uh, yeah, um, Titan FC 51 is on Fight Pass this week, and I'll be watching that. I interviewed Michael Graves. That's up on Sure Dog. And uh, the Blogboard Jungle. It's also on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. So if you want to check out that interview, uh, he used to fight for the UFC. And he's uh, he's uh, making his debut at Titan FC this weekend in Kazakhstan. That's their first time going overseas. Titan FC is a Florida-based promotion. So um, check that out. And uh, if you're not following me on Twitter, follow me at Carbazel. Follow... Uh, the regular podcast at Coast to Coast Combat. Uh, I'm sorry, at Combat Hour on Twitter. Um, the host site for all the these podcasts and stuff is theblogboardjungle.com. Same thing with the YouTube channel. And obviously you can read all my coverage at SureDog, MMA News, My MMA, my MMA News, and uh, FrontProofMedia.com. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the throat clearing and stuff. Hopefully I'm not getting sicker. I hope I'm coming out of something. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, I don't want to go to doctor yet because the doctor gives me medicine that I can't drink. And it's it's the holidays. So um, have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you uh, before the holiday. Take care. Bye.